Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. So grateful for the presence of the Lord in this place. And the good news about God is that he's omnipresent. So the very presence of the Lord that we feel in this place, I know that the Lord is with you as well. So good morning, Way Church family. Good morning for those of you who have tuned in this morning. As my wife has declared, the Bible declares that man can't live on bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I believe that I have a word from the Lord this morning. So I pray that we're strengthened and encouraged that we might be able to survive by way of his word. So if you could go with me to Matthew chapter 5 Matthew chapter 5 I'm going to be looking at verses 22 through 24 Matthew chapter 5 verses 22 through 24 I pray this sermon series has been blessing uh, many of you I believe I pray that there's been a level of introspection that will lead us to do the things of God so Matthew chapter 5 verses 22 through 24 I'm reading from the New King James version of the Bible the Bible declares but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment and whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire Verse 23 says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, the Bible says, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. I want to read verse 24 again. The Bible says, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift for those of you who are in the sanctuary you may be seated in the presence of the lord uh, i want somebody to put this in the comment box for me our pursuit of reconciliation our pursuit of reconciliation we're going to talk about this morning how do we now pursue reconciliation because i believe for many believers it's not really the burden of reconciliation that's the problem but it's the struggle with both where and how do we begin to reconcile I get the burden but I don't even know where to begin in other words despite the plight of reconciliation that I talked about the, this first Sunday in February despite even God's plan that I talked about last week it's how do we now proceed with reconciliation because I said this before many of us know his word concerning reconciliation but it's how do I find my way towards reconciliation and I, I made mention of this earlier in our sermon series that fear is one of the greatest barriers to believers pursuing reconciliation 
retaliation. Uh, I said we fear the, this uh, rejection of our pursuit. We fear the very notion if our pursuit will be received and we fear the response of our pursuit uh, of reconciliation. We fear, we fear. So in other words, if we can be honest, we're afraid of the people. Uh, I know you don't like that, but you're really afraid of what the people that we have to reconcile with might do and say we're afraid of the people but hear this our plight God's plan and our pursuit in reconciliation watch this must not be predicated upon the response of people I know you thought that you needed them to receive it I know you were concerned about their response but your pursuit of reconciliation has no bearing on the response of people uh, because our pursuit of reconciliation, watch this, and I said this earlier, it's required of believers and it's the sole responsibility of believers. And this is why the New Living Translation of Romans 12, 18 declares, do all that you can, watch this, to live in peace with everyone. Uh, somebody say that's me and you. Uh, that's me and you. It says do all that we can. Uh, therefore, the question we got to ask ourselves when it comes to our broken relationships what have I been graced to do to reconcile with all men? Oh, I need the power of God. What, what, what have I been governed to do to reconcile with men? I, I need the presence of God. And watch this. What have I been guided to do so that we might be reconciled with all men? I, I need the proclamation of God. Because without the power of God, the presence of God, or the proclamation of God, our pursuit, watch this, will always be in vain. I heard Dr. Hart Ramsey say this concerning offense, which is why many of us need to reconcile in the first place. Because watch this, most relationships are broken because somebody got offended. Uh, if y'all, y'all, we may not like to hear that, but the reason that many of our relationships are broken is because somebody's mad. Tell your neighbor, somebody got mad. And notice what Dr. Ramsey said, offense has nothing to do with them, but it has everything to do with you. Uh, so the reason that many of us have failed to reconcile um, is because it's personal. Tell your neighbor, it's personal. Uh, this is why it's interesting to note that we find Jesus of speaking of reconciliation in our foundational text as a matter of our hearts. In other words, Jesus was trying to say, no, that reason the, re the relationship is broken is because it's a personal issue. My prayer this morning as we gain wisdom concerning our pursuit of reconciliation is that God ministers to our hearts. Because listen, none of this going to matter if your heart is still jacked up. Because we will never be able to be ministers of reconciliation. Watch this until the Lord ministers to our hearts. Oh, because I know it hurts you. I know it hurts you. So we've got to allow the Lord to minister to our hearts. Uh, I believe in Matthew 5, Jesus gives us a foundation for how we pursue reconciliation, that we might fulfill our ministry of reconciliation in all our broken relationships. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to look at the text. Notice what verse number 22 says. The Bible says, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Here's one of the greatest tools of the enemy is that he causes believers to justify their disobedience with doctrine. Somebody say with scripture. 
Uh, many of y'all, many of us as believers will justify our disobedience with doctrine. And if we can be honest, one of the reasons we don't want to reconcile with them is because we are still mad. Tell your neighbor, I'm still mad. Uh, y'all, yeah, we still mad. We're, but watch this. You being mad does not give you authority to misuse scripture. Uh, what do I mean? We justify our dislike of them and our disconnect from them by way of scripture. Oh, y'all don't like that because y'all like to use 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, where it says, come out from among them. Yeah, God, the reason why I ain't um, reconciled with them is because of what 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says. Somebody say misuse of scripture. Uh, we like to justify it by Ephesians 5, 11 that says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of God. God, you know they nasty. We misuse scripture. And Matthew 13, 30 says, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. Many of us said, God, I was a wheat and they was a tear. And you know what? Just go ahead and burn them. We miss you, scripture. We justify our unwillingness to reconcile by calling those that we don't like as unclean, as dark, and calling them tares. Tell your neighbor, I've just been misusing scripture. In other words, we want his word to conform to his will rather than our will conforming to his word. Did y'all hear what I just said? Many of us justify the reason why I don't talk to them, the reason why I don't deal with them. God, the reason why I have not yet forgiven them is because scripture has given me authority to do so. And the devil is a lie. Notice, notice this. You may be mad, but it, you cannot misuse scripture. Uh, this is why in our pursuit of reconciliation, hear this, here's my first point. We must pursue with revelation. I, I, I need revelation. I don't know where you at this morning, but touch yourself and say, I need revelation. I, I mentioned this before during the, um, this series, but it must be God, watch this, who gives us insight as to who to reconcile with and instructions on how to reconcile. In other words, God has to give us revelation. And, and notice what our foundational text says. It says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. In other words, the Lord says that there's danger in the disconnect. And herein lies the problem with many believers. It's not that God has not sent a warning to reconcile. It's just that we don't want to heed his word. God has told us, I know you need to let that pride go and go and find yourself somewhere and reconcile. You just mad, and that's why you haven't received the revelation. Uh, I'm, yep, yep, you just mad. And this is why we must pursue reconciliation. Our prayer must be not only that the Lord gives us revelation, but that the Lord allows us to receive his re revelation. Uh, anytime that I know that I have this level of brokenness in my re relationships, we've got to ask God to say, God, who do I need to reconcile with? God, tell me who's a wheat and who's a tear. God, tell me who you desire for me to reconcile. And when God tells you, I've got to receive it. Ah, many of us, when God has given us the warning, you just have not received his word. I've got to heed his word. And, and why is this so significant in our pursuit of reconciliation? Because revelation will determine if our pursuit will be in vain. I'm going to give y'all a prime example. Some of y'all... Some of y'all done had intimate relationships and you, you, you were so broken hearted, but you knew they were no good for you and you're behind running around them because your nose was wide open and you think God done told me to reconcile with them. God done told me to get back together. They was the love of my life and your reconciliation, watch this, was in vain. 
because you never ask God, watch this, for revelation. Okay, y'all don't like that. Somebody done chased an old boyfriend, an old girlfriend, and your behind hurt again because you did not get revelation. Uh, this is why throughout the Bible, we find men and women of God inquiring of God before any journey. Some of us just need to ask God. Uh, that's all we got to do, ask God. Consider what the Danites asked the priest in Judges 18.5. Uh, notice this, if, you, if you're taking notes, write this down. Judges chapter 18, verse 5. The Bible says they, they, they asked the, the Danites asked the priest, please inquire of God that we may know whether the journey on which we will go will be prosperous. And because they inquired, the Lord gave them insight, or in other words, revelation in, in, in verse number six. Notice what the Bible says. And the priest said to them, go and priest, the presence of the Lord be with you on your way. And this is why if we desire for our reconciliation to be prosperous, then we need to pursue with his revelation even more notice what our foundational text says whoever is angry with his brother without a cause somebody say without a cause because uh, watch this we don't have the freedom to determine who we should be in fellowship with God does did y'all catch what I just said we don't have the freedom to determine who we should be in fellowship with God does and y'all know black this is just black folk we know, we know how to cut folk off and God does not give us that freedom. You just can't cut folk, folk off. Watch this without a cause. And this is why we must inquire of God if what caused the brokenness, watch this, is permanent or should we pursue reconciliation? I know we got a few folk in the sanctuary, but tell you, y'all just say this for me. Lord, give, us, give me revelation. Ah, the Lord, give me revelation. Because the only way we can discern the difference is when the Lord gives us revelation. So in our pursuit of reconciliation, I know they done broke your heart. I know the relationship is broken. But before you're behind going on a journey to try to reconcile, ask God to give you revelation. Because you want your pursuit, watch this, to not be in vain. Uh, so, so notice this. Let's look at verse number 23. The Bible says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and then remember that your brother has something against you, uh, watch what I want you to stop right there. Uh, it's easy to cut off another when you don't care. It's easy to cut folk off when you don't care about them, okay? Let, let's, let's just be real. And if we can be honest, the reason why the relationship is still broken is because we do not care. You know, we don't care how they feel. We don't care how it impacts them. And watch this. We don't even care if we see them again. Somebody say, we don't care. Yet our pursuit of reconciliation, watch this. Y'all may not like this, but it requires a level of reverence. Somebody say reverence. And watch this. Here's how you know if folk really care about you. Uh, it, the, the reason why some folk have not reconciled, especially when it wasn't your fault, they don't reverence you. Oh, tell your neighbor, they don't reverence me. And I don't care, folk, don't. If you don't reverence me, then don't try to reconcile with me. Uh, watch this. It's interesting to note that throughout our foundational text, it makes reference of this word. Watch this. It says brother. I love how Jesus keeps saying if you got something wrong with your brother, if we're going to recognize, reconcile with another, we have to see them as a brother and not a bother. Did y'all just catch what I just said? I've got to receive them as a brother and not a bother. And like I said um, before, the reason that many of us have failed to reconcile is because we don't want to be bothered with them. Oh, therefore, the question you got to ask yourself is how do I see the person in my broken relationship? 
Watch this. You're, you're, you're reconciling will always be in vain if you don't see them with the right lens. I've got to see them with the right lens. Notice the progression of our text. The Bible says, and there, watch this. Somebody say, remember. Remember that your brother. So here's a good litmus test for your reverence of someone. What is your thoughts when you remember them? Did y'all hear what I just said? What, just what are your thoughts when somebody says their name? What are your thoughts? Watch this. When they, when they come down your timeline, somebody say, what are your thoughts? Because if your remembrance of them does not equate to your reverence for them, then you will never reconcile with them. Oh, y'all don't like that. Here, here, here's a word of wisdom. Why is it so significant for the Lord? Uh, this is why it's so significant for the Lord to minister to our hearts before we attempt to be ministers of reconciliation. Because it's necessary for us to see and respond to people with the heart of God rather than from a place of hurt. Did y'all hear what I just said? If, if, if God never ministers to my heart, I will always try to reconcile from a place of hurt. Somebody say a place of hurt. And watch this. Whenever, and I said this a few sermons ago. Whenever I try to reconcile from a place of hurt, watch this. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cuss. And I'm going to complain. And watch that. Somebody say that's going to be in vain. God minister to our hearts. Ah, why? Because hurt people rarely reverence those who hurt them. If God, God, this is why I said that God has to do um, this level of ministry on our heart. Because hurt people rarely reverence those that hurt them. I, I've, there's so many people that come to mind that I had to say, God, heal my heart before I even try to attempt to reconcile. Because I'll never see them with the heart of God. Oh, uh, y'all got to see them with the heart of God. Notice this. One definition of this word reverence means is to regard our respect for something or someone. So the question is, is do you at least regard them? Ah, because even when you can't consider them your brother, you need to at least consider them the body. Did y'all hear what I just said? Even when I don't see them as a brother, you ain't, I, I, I know, um, Shakita, you in the house and we said we ain't got to be buddy-buddy and you're right. You don't have to be my best friend, but I at least need to know you're the body. Oh, why is this significant? Because the New Life version of the beginning portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26. If you're at home, write that down. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26. Notice what the Bible says. If one part of the body suffers then all the other parts suffer with it. So hear this. When God-ordained relationships are severed, we all suffer. Say, tell your neighbor, we all suffer. Listen, this is why, and this is how you know folk really are part of the body. If you can be okay when you see somebody else get a divorce, you're not a part of the body. If you can be okay when you see folk that were friends, they whole life no longer talk to one another, you are not a part of the body. Because watch this, when you suffer, I suffer. Oh, tell your neighbor, we all suffer. See, y'all don't like that because y'all, you know what we like to do with folk and this, 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 this Christian folk. Somebody say Christian folk. When folk come to us and tell us that I don't talk to them no more, we say, girl, that's good. I, they, 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 they ragged it anyways. When we're a part of the body, we all suffer. See, listen, I, I don't care. I, 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 it's some folk that come to me with mess and come to, with, come to me about such and such and such and such. No, my heart suffers. 
Uh, because of that, because the whole body suffers. Uh, you may not want to admit this, but you suffer from the disconnect from your spouse. I know you don't like that. I know they get on your nerves. I know you feel like they go up and down with their emotions, but you suffer. You suffer from the disconnect from your sibling. I know it seems like your mama and daddy favor them over you, but you suffer. And you suffer from the disconnect from, watch this, any of the saints. Somebody say any of the saints. That's the one that was just saved on yesterday. That's the one that on the motherboard that say you need to go ahead and put some stockings on uh, from any of the saints. So hear this, much of our suffering as a result of break, broken relationships is as a result of how we see them. Did y'all hear what I just said? Most of the suffering from our broken relationships is based upon how we see them. So I've got to make sure that I get myself in a posture that I see them. Even if I can't see them as a brother, I can see them as the body. There's some folk that hurt me so bad. And folks say, how can you still honor them? Folk be saying, how can you still go around them? Folk be saying, what? how can you even still talk well of them? Because watch this. I don't see them from a place of hurt, but I see them from the heart of God. Oh, tell your neighbor, God has to minister to my heart. He's got to minister to our heart. We have to ask the Lord, if we can't see them as a brother, then we at least need to see them as the body. Oh, watch this. Let, don't, don't waste your time if you still got bitterness in your heart. Don't waste, waste your time if you still break down in tears because of them. Don't waste your time if you can't see them with a level of reverence because watch this, your reconciliation will always be in vain. Oh, so I said this, that I've got to pursue, watch this, with revelation. God got to tell you, listen, I, I, I don't have the level of discernment to know who's a weed or a tear. God, you're going to have to tell me, do I need to reconcile with this one? Oh, God, you got to tell me. Because here's why God has to tell us. All right? Because maybe we caught them in a place of maturation. Somebody say maturation. And many times we got hurt from folk that were in a, a, a journey of their maturation process. And watch this. We cut them off and God says, I needed you to extend them grace. And what if folk would have cut us off in our process of maturation? I'm so glad that God did not cut me off in my process of maturation. So God says, I, I've got to give you revelation. And then God says, not only do I have to give you revelation, but you got to pursue with a level of reverence. Now, we ain't got to be cool like that. We ain't got to do lunch dates, but I at least need to see you as the body. And then watch what verse, the last portion of, of verse 24 says, or, or the first portion rather. The Bible says, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. Go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother. I hear this. We should never confront those that we have broken relationships with until God gives us consent. Did y'all hear that? We don't ever confront folk that you got broken relationship with until God gives you consent. Uh, in other words, as we pursue reconciliation, we need the Lord's release. Somebody say the Lord's release. In other words, his authority. And this is why we find Jesus giving authoritative declarations in our foundational text. Notice what he says. He says, leave your gift. And, other, and then he says, go your way. And then he says, then be reconciled. Because despite our revelation and our reverence, God still needs to give us our release. Why is this significant? Because timing matters. Somebody say timing matters. 
Timing always matters when we're attempting to mend relationships. Uh, this is why the writer of Ecclesiastes reminds us of this in chapter 3, verse 1. Notice what he says. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. And the writer goes on to declare that there's a time to heal and build up. That's verse 3. He says a time to embrace. That's verse 5. And then he says a time to gain and keep. That's verse 6. And a time, watch this, to love and for peace. In other words, there's a time to reconcile. Somebody say there's a time to reconcile. Because reconciliation, watch this, always takes place under God's timing. And the problem with many believers is we get frustrated because we think we should reconcile with folk. Watch this, under our timing and not God's. We want folk to get themselves together under our timing and not God's. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Uh, watch this uh, because reconciliation and even more just as married couples uh, timing matters Somebody, if you marry say timing matters because after a disagreement timing can determine the difference between you getting peace or a piece of their mind watch this I've learned Listen, y'all done heard my wife go up in the heavenly she was speaking her heavenly language looking like she just loved God but I've known that timing matters. I, 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 and listen, and because of how God has created me, I, at the sign of conflict, I always want to move so fast. Because I don't like um, confusion. I don't like the disruption in my home. But watch this. I don't have any authority over the timing of God. So if I move too fast... Serena going to give me a piece of mine. I've got to wait on my release. Stop, tell your neighbor, wait on your release. Because watch this. There's a, watch this. Uh, no, there, 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 even more, there's a work that God does both in us and in the other person while we wait on a word of our release. Uh, this is why it's so significant. This is why we are admonishing James 1.4 to allow patience to have its full work in our lives. Uh, because as we patiently wait for the Lord to give us a release, we must prayerfully allow the Lord, watch this, to work on us. Because you may think you're ready, but God knows you're not ready. Did y'all hear what I just said? We may think the other person's not ready, and God says, no, they're not ready. God, give me my release. And watch this, we've got to allow the God to work, ask God to work on our hearts, Lord. Before we reconcile. God, work on our hurt, Lord, before we reconcile. Work on our humility. Listen, I hope they ain't watching. I ain't going to say it like this. But I done counseled some folk in marital relationships so, um, so many times that people wanted to be better and just like it used to be in the beginning. But watch this. God has to work on some hearts in the midst of you reconciling. It ain't going to be like that, boo. You done, you done cheated on them. Okay, y'all don't like that. Work on our hearts. Work on our hurt, Lord. And work on our humility, Lord. Because if we can be honest, we may know we need to reconcile, but in that moment, watch this, our hearts aren't ready to reconcile. We may know that we need to reconcile, but we are too hurt to reconcile. And even more, we may not um, like this. We may know where we need to reconcile, but we're not humble enough to reconcile. God, you're going to have to work on my pride because I'm not humble enough right now to reconcile. I know I need to do it, but I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. 
God won't release us to reconcile. And watch this. When we are not ready, God won't give us a release. Somebody say, work on us, Lord. And notice this. I I said uh, God has to do a work on our hearts. He has to work on our hurt. And he has to work on our level of uh, humility. Notice I said this word, our. Because as the Lord works on us, we must be praying that the Lord works on them as well. Did y'all hear what I just said? Many times that we, and and hear this, many of us get focused either on the other person or on ourselves. And we never understand that this reconciliation, somebody say, it takes two of us. So as I know God is doing a work on me, God, I know you're working on me. And until you give me the release, God work on them as well. Oh, and hear this, when God declares us ready, he'll give us our release. Notice this. We got to be reminded of what Proverbs 21.1 says. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. The Bible says the king's heart is in the the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. So the reason we wait on the release of God is because God turns the heart of men and not us. Listen, I know you deep. I know you can pray like nobody else can pray. I know that you're an apostle. I know all of that. But you don't have the authority to turn the hearts of men. So I've got I've to wait until God turns their heart. Tell your neighbor, let God turn their heart. And hear this. There's no, here's the good news. There's no reason to fear the response of men to our reconciliation, the rejection of men, or even if they were received when we reconcile, because when we depend on the Lord's timing, God won't release us. Watch this until he's done some turning. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. That God, I ain't got to worry about how they're going to respond. I ain't got to worry about none of that. When God gives me the release, I've got to know that he's already done. Watch this, some turning. And here's the good news about that. Even if he hasn't turned the other person's heart, watch this, he's turned mine. Did y'all hear that? That, 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 Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. Because even if they reject the reconciliation, my heart has been prepared for it. Oh, that's good news to me. Somebody thought that, that this is why it does not predicate on the other person. If I wait on God's release. And because, watch this, if not their heart, at least we can trust that he will turn ours. That's good news. Because as we pursue reconciliation, we must pursue with the Lord's release. The prosperity of our reconciliation is determined by how we proceed with reconciliation. Listen. I know God got put it all in his word. I know all of that. But we've got to make sure that we proceed. Um, somebody say proceed with caution. Whenever I'm attempting to reconcile, I got to proceed with caution. In other words, our pursuit and how we pursue reconciliation, it matters. I know you got all the word. I know you got all your facts. And you know, a lot of times we go and it's a a facade of reconciliation and somebody say, I just want to win. Really, we just want to win. We just want to tell our mind. We just want them to say they sorry. It's not about reconciling. You just want to win. And God says the reason your behind just going to want to win, you'll still be at war with them. God says your, 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 your pursuit matters. And the reason many believers have been disappointed and defeated in reconciliation, because many did not know how to pursue reconciliation. 
as we attempt to mend our broken relationships. We must only move to reconcile when the Lord gives us revelation. Listen, this will save y'all from a lot of heartache. It's some folk that God really does want you to be cut off from. But I've got to wait on God to tell me, God, do you need me to cut them off? Because I sure enough will. Because some of y'all know, we, we sure enough will. But we've got to wait on God. Somebody say, wait on God. God, give me revelation. Because I don't want to. And watch this. We can damage somebody's walk with God if we cut them off as babes in their walk. Oh, Lord. Uh, and we caught them at the wrong time. A, a place of maturation. And then, God, we got to do it with reverence. I don't need you to be my brother, but I at least need to see you as the body. And until we receive the Lord's release, do not reconcile. But even more, I want us to consider the latter portion of verse 24, and I'm going to be out your way. Notice what our foundational text says. And then come and offer your gift. Ooh. What does this mean for every believer faced with a broken relationship? The Bible says, then come and offer your gift. Your pursuit of reconciliation, watch this, is a prerequisite to your reward. Watch this. God won't receive anything you offer him until you pursue reconciliation. You got folk offering things to God and you get the applause of people. You, you get the adoration of people and you think God is receiving it. God says all that stuff that, that, that you think that, and watch this. God, God, there's a scripture that talks about those that like to pray in, 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 in front of people, in the masses, in the courtyard. And, and, and the Bible says when, when they say, oh, he, that, that, that daughter got to, got to be, it's praying in the spirit. That, that daughter going in, she got power. He says, that's your reward. I tell you, neighbor, I want my reward from God. Our pursuit matters. God says you can offer up them prayers, but I will not receive it. You can offer up worship and I will not. There's, there's some folk I know you may not like this that was watching this morning that was offering up worship that was not received. Because God knows you have some broken relationships and you did not pursue it in the right manner. God says your pursuit matters. Tell your neighbor this and somebody put this in the comment box. My pursuit matters. Hear this, maybe the reason that God has failed to respond to what you have offered to him is because you failed to pursue reconciliation. Lord, hear this, help us. Here's my prayer for everyone watching. Lord, let us pursue reconciliation with your grace. God, grace us to do it. God, help us to pursue, God, with your governance. God, 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 be with us as we pursue. And God, help us to pursue, God, with your guidance. God, we need your instructions on how to pursue. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for who you are. God, we thank you, God, for the example, God, that you gave us. I shared this last week, God. I love the fact that the Bible declares that while we were yet sinners, God, you chose to reconcile with us. So, God, there's some stuff that we can do while the other folk ain't doing what they need to do. And God will posture ourselves. God, so that we might have a pursuit, God, that you'll be pleased with. I thank you, God. God, even though, God, there's some brokenness, God, even though our hearts may be hurt, God, even though, God, there's a level of hold up on us, God, because we're walking in pride. 
I pray, God, that we can wait. Wait on you, God, until you give us revelation. God, we don't have the ability to discern the difference between a disciple and a devil. Uh, now, many of us really don't know the difference. So, God, give us revelation. Our prayer is, God, that you'll tell us exactly who to reconcile with. God, we won't go back to that relationship if it means no good to us. Because we'll wait on your revelation. And I pray, God, for somebody who has a bitterness in their heart. God, there's no level of reverence for the other person. Because they feel like they hurt them too bad. They don't even look at their father. I've heard many folks say, that's not a father, that's a sperm donor. And the very reason, God, that they see them in that manner, God, they'll never be able to reconcile. I pray, God, for a level of reverence. Let us see, God, your people with the heart of God and not from a place of hurt. God, yes, it hurt us. God, yes, we've been devastated by it. Yes, God, we were on a journey, God, and it knocked us down. But God, we won't let that hurt determine our pursuit of reconciliation. I pray, God, that you'll minister to our hearts so that we might be ministers of reconciliation and we can see them with a level of reverence. And God, despite all of that, we got revelation, God. We, we have a level of reverence, but you haven't given us the release. Timing matters. God, we want peace with all men, not just a piece of their mind. So, God, let us wait on your timing. For God, as your word declares, God, that, that there's a timing for everything under the sun. God, we'll wait. And God, when you say, who, whom shall we send? We'll say, here I am. Send me. God, we'll go, God, only when you tell us. And God, I pray, God, for all of us, who have offered things that you have not yet received. Here's the good news, and I want to encourage somebody, that God is the redeemer of all things. So God, even yet what you have not received from us, if we can get it right with the relationships on earth, God, we can offer them again, and you'll receive them again. Our reconciliation, God, is a prerequisite to our reward. This is why I'm going to say this, and I pray somebody's hearing me. This is why that husband and all your endeavors have not prospered because you failed to reconcile with your spouse. This is why that daughter or that son, everything that seemingly your hand touches, it does not come to fruition because you can't reconcile with your mama or your daddy. And this is why, watch this, that sibling who wants to do this and that, seeking God for his blessing and God is yet to bless you it's because you have not chosen to reconcile with your sibling God we pray God that we'll get it together so God that we can receive our reward we love you and adore you God and it's in Jesus name every heart that believes wherever you are and you said I'm going to pursue reconciliation not in my way but how the Lord has detailed for my life. Say thank God and amen. Amen. Now clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. There's somebody that's watching and saying, I haven't reconciled with God. 
I need to get my life together with God. I don't care about people because the reason I can't get my stuff together with people because me and God ain't on the same level. And you say, I want to get my life together with Christ. And matter of fact, how do you get your life together with God? It's only to be in relationship with him. And the Bible says this, that we've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. You'll never be in relationship with God until you say that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And not only that, you got to know that Jesus says in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So you can know that you're in need of a Savior. But watch this. I know we've got a lot of celebrities that speaking out of their mind, saying you can get to God any kind of way, but the devil is a lie. There's only one way, and that way is Jesus Christ. And then you may be saying, I want to give my life to Christ. I know I'm in need of a Savior. Well, here's what else the Bible says, that even the demons believe. That means you got a lot of folk that are really demons under the label Christian. What does that mean? I don't care. I'm going to say I'm Christ-like, but I'm not going to live like it. In other words, I've got to allow Jesus to now lord over my life. God, whatever you say, do, I'll do. Whatever you say, say, I'll say Will you allow the Lord to lord over your life? If you can confess that with your mouth and believe that in your heart, the Bible says you're saved. If you made that decision this morning, I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the one that has come. I pray, God, that they sense the urgency in the land. This is a season and an hour not to play around with our souls. God, people are leaving this earth day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. So, God, I pray, God, for the ones struggling and wrestling with this decision. I pray, God, that they will make it and make it now. And, Father, for that one that has declared that they're a sinner, for that one that has declared, God, that they need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. And, God, for the one that has declared, God, that you, he'll, they'll allow Jesus to now Lord over their life. We thank you. For you said, God, in your word, that and Jesus said this, anyone the Father puts in my hands, no one can snatch away. Their salvation is now made secure, and heaven is now rejoicing. So we honor and thank you, God, for this life now we pray. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's you and you made that decision, I want you to send us a message to our Facebook. If you're watching Facebook Live, send us a message. Say, I've given my life to Christ this morning. You'll make this pastor really happy if you can make that decision this morning. Somebody will connect with you, and we'll help you in this journey, because no one's called to walk this journey of faith Watch this alone. And here there's somebody maybe saying, I need to be connected with this church. I've never been there, but I've heard so many good things about the way church of Tampa Bay. I'm glad you have. You may be saying, I've never heard the word expressed in this way. I never experienced worship that was so pure and intimate in this way. And you say, I got to be connected with this fellowship of believers. Listen, we'd love to be connected with you. I'd love to be your shepherd. We'd love to be your local family of faith. So if that's you, send us a message on Facebook as well. And then we'll make sure somebody from our new members team will connect with you and tell you how you can be in covenant with us. If you can't send us a message, send us an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Listen, y'all. Hey, I love y'all. I want to say this before I get off. I'm going to be jumping on on our poor groups this coming week. Because um, I just want to talk with y'all. I just want to pray with y'all. I miss y'all dearly. This is one of the most difficult seasons. Any pastor who really loves pastoring, the pandemic has been difficult. 
because I want to love on people. I want to hug on people. I want to make sure that I can at least hear your voice and see your face. Uh, but this season has made it difficult to do so. So do me a favor. If you haven't been connected with your poor groups, please do so. Because over this course of these this week, I'm going to connect. I'm going to pray with y'all. I just want to check in with y'all. So I love y'all. And I'm going to have Pastor Cole take us further in the service at this time. Let us receive Pastor Cole at this time. Praise the Lord once again for everybody that's in the building of the sanctuary that feels safe enough to come out on today and everybody that's viewing at home in your car. If you're watching the replay, we thank God for you once again. This is what I ask you to do. Technology has made it so easy to share your faith. That was an awesome message. Maybe the person that you're thinking about reconciling with needs to hear that message too so that God can put both of you in the right place. So go ahead, you review it again one more time yourself and then also share that. Is, is that all right with everybody on today? And so I got a couple of quick announcements for you. Um, our poor groups have already started. So if you have not been on with your poor group, please connect with your poor group leader. We're encouraging all those who are able to get connected and engaged with the poor group. Remember, these are the small groups of the church designed for discipline, development, and deeper relationships. I promise you, we've been having a good time on our poor group calls. Make sure you go ahead and grab one. Turn your camera on. Let somebody see your face. We have also started a new study uh, in February that teaches us how to deal with anxiety. Somebody say anxiety. Put that in the comment box. It's real. It is real. And so we are going to be diving directly into that in our poor groups. If you're not connected with a poor group, you can be connected. Just uh, email us at churchoffice at waytampabay.org. And also, we're still in February. This month isn't over yet. We're still in Beyond Repair. Remember, at 10.30 a.m., come right back. We got another sermon for you to finish off this series. And worship at the way, registration in person worship at the way will open again in March. So if you want to start coming out and you feel safe, then you, we're going to open up registration again. Now we're still doing a limited number of seats, so you want to make sure that you do register. We're encouraging all those that desire to worship in person to save those dates in March, also starting in the first Sunday. And we will provide a link um, at the way each week in our email and coming up let's get excited about it right now resurrection sunday 2021 it has not been canceled no year has it been canceled jesus is he already up we just gonna celebrate it again we're planning something big for sunday for easter service so please save the date of april 4th everybody say april 4th at 10 30 and so at 10.30 a.m. sharp, we are going to be looking for something big. Somebody say big. Be on the lookout for details because we're going to need everybody help that can. And believe me, there is some way you can help. Doesn't mean that you have to carry a chair. Doesn't mean that you got a barbecue or anything else. But there is a way that you can help. So be looking out for it. And our theme for that Sunday is He Reigns. And so we, we always thank you for worshiping with us. We're going to go ahead and transition to giving. If you haven't gave already, and you know what? Because of technology, you can give at any time. But if you're in the sanctuary, you can always do it in person. You can always go to our website, wadetampabay.org, and it gives you all the information on there. And also just an easy give button where you'll be able to give securely through PayPal, through Cash App. If you love Cash App and you're okay with it, our Cash App is dollar sign, the Way Church of TB. Once again, dollar sign, the Way Church of TB of 
TB. And if you still like to do it old school, this is the original old school. If you want to mail it in, you can send it right over to our P.O. box at 280003 Tampa, Florida, 33682. That is our announcements for today. Please give for all those that have a seat to give. We thank you for everything that you've already done. It has been a blessing not only to the Way Church of Tampa Bay, but to this community. And I just want to thank all the people that also work behind the scenes. Again, we said some names on last week. Actually, we said a whole lot of names. But I also want to thank people like uh, Miss Cindy Stewart, uh, Miss Alvira Ash. Um, also, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Carla Davis, I mean, that came here and spent hours organizing stuff. So there are ways that you can serve, regardless of a lot of people being in the building or not, and you can do it safely. So we thank every person that had the willing heart to serve. And if that's you and you want to figure out a way to serve, even if it's not during service, go ahead and email us at the church. Uh, if for those that are here, we can go ahead and stand. We're going to go ahead and benedict right now. We thank God for every person that did come out, even though it's small in number. And we thank God even in that, that we feel comfortable enough. And those in your home, even right now, turn to somebody and say, I love you. I didn't say you had to touch them. We're not doing that yet. Praise the Lord. But in your home, wherever you are, call somebody, tell them you love them. Go ahead, get on Google Meet, Zoom, Facebook chat, whatever it is, tell somebody that you love them on today. It's going to make a difference in their life. So even right now, the one that loves us more than even we love each other, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you even right now, God. We thank you right now that we're caught up in the part of scripture that says we're doing greater works. But that's only to those that believe in you and have seen what you've done. God, you said that not only would we match it, but we'll do greater. God, show us the methods and the way to do greater. To reconcile with our brothers and sisters, our church members, even maybe our former church. God, show us how to do it. We want to be in right relationship with you, God. So if there's any flaw, even right now, God, we want to hear from you. Let us be in the right place to reconcile with you. We thank you, God. For every family, every friend, every person that may be dealing with sickness right now, God, we still know you. your blood still has the power to heal. So we thank you, God. We're, we're not forgetting that those are people still in the hospital, God. Touch them, God. Touch every nurse, every doctor, every assistant, every cafeteria worker, God, every security, God. Touch them even right now, God. For every person that's not dealing with a pandemic, but maybe a heart attack. God, touch them, God. Thank you, even in these moments, God, that your Holy Spirit still sweeps across the land. We bless your name, even on today, until we can meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next week, we love you. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.